study God's Word, and to jump into the life of God. Hallelujah. Let's pray today. Heavenly Father, we ask that as we go into your Word, that you quicken it by your Holy Spirit. Let your Word be alive unto us. We thank you that it is in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Today, let's go to James chapter 4 and start in verse 8, which says, draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Praise the Lord. What an amazing statement. Draw near to God. So that's our responsibility. That's us having the basketball in our hands. We can dribble. We can take the shot. If we do our our part of drawing near to God, then we have this most amazing promise. It says, and he will draw near to you. Wow. So if we engage the Lord, he will engage us. I think that's what's amazing. And what I want you to be mindful of this day and this week and onward. And when I say mindful of, I'm, I'm talking about looking for it, expecting it is God to draw near to you. It's one of the most, how can we say amazing things? There are so many amazing things with God, but this is one of those things where even if you're an, if you're like a skeptic an agnostic an atheist, and you don't even know, you don't even know if God's real or not, you could, you could still cry out to the Lord. In other, in other words, you can make an effort to draw near to this unknown God and basically say, I don't know if you're real or not, but if you are, I'm endeavoring to find out about you. After all, that's how uh, the pastor of the world's largest church got saved. Dr. Paul Youngie Cho, as a young man lying on a deathbed, no young person wants to die. And he's afraid. He's, he's an unbeliever at this point in his life. And his family had worshipped multiple gods. Uh, so, you know, he's laying on a deathbed looking at facing death as a young boy. And, you know, he doesn't really know what's going to happen after he dies, but he's afraid. And so while he's in this state of sickness, he calls out to his God, the God that his ancestors worshipped and said, if you're real come and speak to me because I'm afraid of dying. Come talk to me. And there was no response. He called out to the other God that, uh, that he worshiped and that his family worshiped. Then he called out to it and there was no response. And then he realized there's, there's no response. There's no answer. So he called out to the unknown God and said, if there is a God out there, please communicate to me because I don't want to die. I, I'm afraid of dying. And it was that, uh, it was during that time where the, I believe it was the very next day, a Christian woman who was a missionary knocked on his door and shared the gospel with him. Wow, he got saved. <laughs> so, you know, it, it'll work for an unbeliever if you don't know, but if you can just be neutral and honest, then God uh, will reveal himself to you if you're willing to draw near to him. Take the step, say, hey, if you're real, I, you know, I, I don't know if you are or aren't, but I, I would certainly like to find out. Reveal yourself to me. 
oh, he can he can do it. And now, now I know the context of this is written to the church. Oh my goodness! But my friends, if you draw near to the Lord, it's quite stunning the way that God can come on the scene in your life. And um, it, it's it's a fascinating response. Draw near to God, and He will. Not He might. Not well. We just don't know if God will ever show up. No, He will. If, if we do our part of drawing near. I want to encourage you to do that. Draw near to the Lord, and He will draw near to you. Life becomes very, very interesting when God draws near to you. You'll find that if there are any leaks in your life, emotional leaks, spiritual leaks, uh, there's depletion in your life. Maybe you didn't have a father. Maybe you didn't have a mother. Maybe you were abused. Maybe something horrible happened to you as a child. And, and so, uh, things took place that were beyond your control. So you grow up with, um, areas where you leak or you have depletion or you have, you have insecurities, you, you have fears, you have phobias, you have, you have issues. And so you come to the Lord and you're saved, but you still deal with broken areas in your life. Well, I, I want you to know that if you will draw near to the Lord, the Lord will come to you and begin to heal every area of your life. Praise God. I mean, he comes, he blesses, he restores, he delivers, he encourages, he lifts. <laughs> And he'll put a smile on your face the whole time he's doing it. But the presence of God, the reality that God is real, uh, is is an amazing thing that you can experience. And I, look, I don't know who all watches these programs because they are released on the internet on multiple platforms, whether it's live stream, whether it's YouTube or whether it's Facebook and pe- people take them and uh, post them on different sites and so forth. So, you know, I, I don't know what even stream of Christianity you might be in. You might be Catholic. You might be Episcopalian. You might be, uh, you know, Presbyterian. You might be Baptist or, or whatever the case might be. But from my perspective, when I grew up in church, uh, we all kind of, in a sense, knew God was real. We put our faith in him. But as far as like knowing him personally, like you can know a person uh, that was never on the, uh, the preaching sermon list, but I need to let you know that this verse is real. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. He'll get so near to you. He can get in your hair. He can get in your presence. He can get, I mean, he, he can come talk to you. It's really up to you <laughs> how far you want to take this verse, because the nearer you get to him, the more effort, the more, uh, openness of your heart that you give to him or oh, the closer he'll get. And there, there's no limit. It's really uh, up to you how far you want to take this and he can go with you as far as you want. But my friends, this is a verse that uh, th- there's a lot of potential here. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. So I want you to be looking for the Lord to draw near to you as you do your part, as you're seeking him. I want you to be expecting him to show up. Uh, I want you to be looking for him because I'm telling you, he will. He says he will, and he most certainly will. And this is not something that you have to be a super saint. You start practicing James chapter four, verse eight, 
and God, it's amazing how fast he'll start to respond. You do the seeking, he'll do the showing up. And this, this is not like this is a long drawn out process. This can start rolling from day one if you've never done it. (laughs) So I would highly encourage you to do it. And for those of you that have had some remarkable experiences with the Lord, some encounters with the Lord, I, I, I just, I just feel led to tell you that although they were glorious and they were wonderful, Uh, That's not all that God's got planned for you. There's more, and you need to keep pressing in. There's more. There is more. There is more. Even when you're whole, even when you're doing well, there's more. This is ever increasing with the Lord. Okay. Verse eight, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. I actually heard an angel speak this to me audibly when I was in my mid twenties, uh, really in a, in a sense, making a re- at that point in my life, a renewed commitment to really seek the Lord. I had sought him before, but I'd also kind of like, you know, I, I just like doing my, I like, I like serving the Lord. I like being filled with the spirit, but I liked a lot of other things too, that were carnal. So I had made a decision that I'm really going to draw near to the Lord. I had made a decision that I, that I was going to absolutely stop watching certain movies where there is just profanity or nudity. I just said, Lord, I'm cutting all that off. And I, I had made a commitment in, in various areas that I'm really going to try to give God my best and live for him. And I tell you what, he, he responded. I even uh, heard this verse quoted to me by an angel. And I knew it was in the Bible. I I had to go look it up. I I didn't know exactly where it was at that time, but the Lord can, uh, he can honor you as you honor him. He'll honor you. And as you draw near to him, he'll draw near to you. Please notice the initiative is all ours. And as you take it and you do your part, I can guarantee you, God will do his and you will have a life full of experience. You will have, let me say it like this. You will have a life, a Christian walk full of experiential knowledge, not theory, not stuff that's in the head. It's in your heart. If it's, if it's just in your head, a lot of times it's just a headache. It's got to be in your heart. You're not just regurgitating information. You're talking real experience. And that really touches people when you talk from experience, not textbook. The textbook is good. You, you need to study. You need to have working knowledge of God's word. There's something though about personal experience. Uh, that's where, that's where the life is at. Praise God. That's where the testimony is at. That's where the response is at. Hallelujah. Okay. So let's, let's do that. Let's be expecting God, looking for God to respond as we seek him, as we draw near to him. Praise the Lord. Let us jump over now to Psalm 63. Verse one says, O God, you are my God. Early will I seek you. David knew what it was to give God his best, get up early, sometimes get up in the middle of the night. He just was in a habit uh, that he had gotten into, a very good habit, by the way, of really pursuing the Lord. When you pursue the Lord, a lot of other interests, even if they're good, a lot of other interests begin to evaporate. They, you just lose your taste for it. I used to like to watch uh, you know, professional baseball on television. 
you know, nine innings takes a long time to play. You're talking at least two hours. Not unusual to have a baseball game go two and a half, three hours. Oh, and then if there was extra innings, we'll just make a five-hour event out of it. But, you know, as I begin to draw near to the Lord, there's many things that just, how can I say, they just went up in smoke. I lost all interest in them. And, and to me now they're, they're boring. So David had gotten in a very strong flow of seeking the Lord and he did not want to have that interrupted. He said, Oh God, you are my God early. Will I seek you? My soul thirst for you. And that that's a craving. I believe is inside of everybody. Not everybody responds to it. When I'm saying everybody, I'm talking about believers, of course. But not every believer will respond to that craving uh, uh, for the Lord. By not responding to that craving, unfortunately, they will often respond to other cravings. And the reason that you respond to other cravings, even other cravings that are not good cravings, uh, is because you're not you're not going after the Lord. If you have a real craving for the Lord, a lot of other cravings dry up. If if they're wrong, they'll definitely dry up. But if they're a distraction, uh, the Lord, uh, he'll start to um, change that as well. You know, it's like if you're an athlete, most athletes, at least the ones I've met, don't really have a sweet tooth. Uh, you know, I, I can't speak for all the sports, but my background, you know, high school, college, all that stuff is being a middle distance runner. You know, when you run 10 or 12 miles and you sweat and you, uh, you know, you do that on a regular basis daily and so forth, you don't really have a desire for cake. Why? Because uh, exercise, uh, the way it releases certain uh, hormones and things in your body, uh, the chemicals that are released in your body for health. Uh, it does something in your body where it even alters your taste buds. And when you start getting into a healthy lifestyle, uh, junk food, you uh, just don't really, doesn't, you don't even want to eat it. You look at it and you just have no interest in it. <laughs> that may sound strange <laughs> to some people, but it's true. And if you're used to eating junk, well, you know, if you start doing some exercise, it, it even affects your cravings for what you want to eat. And when you're when you are living a healthy lifestyle, your body craves uh, what it needs, which are uh, good foods. Praise the Lord. It can be a very life-altering experience, even with your body, your temple. Praise the Lord. My flesh longs for you in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. Verse 2, so I have looked for you in the sanctuary. I want to encourage you to be looking for the Lord. He's going to show up. And, you know, he he can do it a million different ways, but there is a mark of a line that you cross where you know he's responding to your seeking. You know he is. You know this is not coincidence. This is not deja vu. This is just God's word being true. And God's in your life. He's everywhere in your life. He's moving in your life. And so, like David said, I have looked for you in the sanctuary to see your power and your glory. So he'll start moving in your life. And it is quite a wonderful thing. So be sure to do the seeking. You know, God loves you. And he also likes you a whole lot. Second um, Chronicles chapter two, verse 11 uh, talks about how God loves his people. 
He loves his people. God's got a great plan for your life, and you need to be open in your heart for the Lord to come in. Many times the Lord wants to come. Sometimes we make these efforts even of seeking, and the Lord wants to come. But sometimes we can say, well, Lord, I, I didn't know you were going to come that strong. I didn't know you wanted to, to go that deep. I didn't know that you wanted to burn that strong. So I'm just saying yield to the King of glory. Let God come in and let him have his way in your heart. He wants to make your life absolutely beautiful. First Chronicles chapter 16, verse 11 says to seek the face of God continually. I think we really should do that. This, this element of spending time with the Lord in his presence, as the psalmist said, Psalm 16, verse 11, it really is the fullness of joy. I like how the old King James version says it in his presence is fullness of what of joy. God, God knows how to make you happy. He knows how to make you satisfied. And there's something in all of us with our human nature where we want to have peace. We want to be satisfied, but you, you need to understand you can only find it in the Lord. You can only find the answers that you need in the Lord. You can only find the, the salvation that you need in the Lord. And you can only find this deep, deep joy that you would, that you are actually created to experience higher than any other high. You can only find it in the Lord. And so a lot of people, they tried to plug other things in there to substitute for it. And maybe it gives them a certain thrill. Maybe it gives them a certain high. Maybe it releases the dopamine in the mind and all of these things and so forth. But look, there, there, are, in, there are experiences in the presence of God that nothing on the earthly realm can touch. And that's your heritage. That's your calling is to be in the presence of the Lord. Why? Because in his presence is the fullness of joy. It's also the place of fullness of contentment. It is the place where you can be satisfied beyond comprehension. Praise God. Glory to God. So you need to be seeking after the Lord because really he just wants to bless you. He loves you so much. He wants to do you good. He wants to bless you. Spend as much time as you can with the Lord. Uh, Let's take a look just for a moment at John chapter 4, and I'm going to go to uh, verse 14. We also know in Psalm uh, chapter 36, verse 8, that the Lord is called the fountain of life. And uh, in John chapter 4, let me jump over there real quick. We also see the Lord Jesus identifying himself as being the living water. Uh, John 4, verse 14, but whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him, will never thirst, but the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. So the Lord is our fountain. In other words, you can drink from him. So when you're spending time with the Lord, when you're drawing near to the Lord, when you're in the, the throne room place of grace and glory, then you need to drink. Woo! I'm, I'm telling you, you need to just drink in the Lord. Why? Because he, I know he's a person, but in a sense, he can be a fountain 
where he just pours his life into you. I, I mean, if you need to go into your time with the Lord with a uh, empty cup or, or, uh, you know, some kind of bottle or something like that. And just, just drink, say, Lord, by faith, I'm drinking you. <laughs> this is a symbol, a prophetic act of my drinking your glory of drinking in your presence, of drinking in your love, of whatever, whatever essence of you that I need, I'm, I'm here to, to just drink you in Lord. You know, I was in a meeting and uh, the remote mountains of Taiwan and our host, he would always take his, his guests uh, out of the city because he wanted them to go to a retreat where they could slow down, spend time with God and receive the visitation of the Lord. So uh, he would rent a large like uh, uh, place where people could stay the night in large meeting room. And we would go out to this remote area in the mountains uh, of Taiwan. You got to go way up in the mountains and the hills and, uh, and, and all of that stuff. But you know what? Uh, he told me one time, he said, um, he said, brother Stephen, he said, I want you to minister after uh, brother so-and-so. He said, you two both have really strong prophetic anointing. So he said, I'm going to let him go first. Then you come in after him. And he, and my, my host friend said, he said, now watch him because what he will do will begin to open up a, what did he call it? It was like a swirling portal of glory. And he said, when you see that, he said, now you come in after him and just jump in and just continue to open it up. And I said, yes. I said, okay. Well, what this brother did, this prophet friend, what he began to do to open up the portal and open up the glory is he just got the people to start drinking the people in the meeting. They, they, of course, they're all Christian spirit filled. And he would just take, uh, you know, an imaginary uh, big, uh, like barrel of wine and just it'll start lifting it up like he's drinking it and have the people do it. And, you know, it, it for, now if you're sitting there watching this in the natural, you could think this is some of the silliest stuff I've ever seen. This is, you know, if, if you were just kind of like, how can I say a, a religious deadhead, you would look at that and say, these people are crazy. But, but if you understand the Bible, that there really is joy I mean, incredible joy in his presence and that you can actually go into the throne room of God. I'm not talking about when you die and go to heaven. I'm talking about now, which, which is your inheritance in Christ. Ephesians 2, 6, Ephesians 1, the whole chapter, of course, back that up. But my friends, when you realize that, you realize you can step into this. So anything that will help you by faith, whether it's getting a bottle and Lord, I'm drinking, I, this is you, I'm drinking. Well, whatever it takes. But I, I, I was sitting there watching that prophet while he was getting the people to drink in the spirit. Just, you know, kind of check it. Cause I, at that point, when this first happened, the first time I went there, I'd never seen this prophet minister before. Uh, which is fine. He'd never seen me minister before either. We both ended up really loving and valuing each other's ministries. And I watched as he began to get the people to drink the wine of the spirit or the, the out of the fountain of Christ himself. I saw ribbons of color begin to swirl around him. And I started laughing. I, and I said, Oh my Lord, he really is opening up 
a portal of glory, just like the host said. And this host is an apostle. He knows how to put together a really cool, uh, really cool team. But I watch these colors begin to swirl all around this man. Now I'm seeing this in the spirit and I just saw the glory begin to open up and, and light begin to come out. And then suddenly people all over are laughing and they're drinking and they are literally getting drunk in the spirit, not, not drunk like on alcohol, but in a similar way, they are getting so happy that the only thing that really on the earth that people can touch it barely with would be alcohol by getting drunk and kind of like you pushing back misery, trouble, or sorrow and getting so drunk, you act out, you know, you know, inner behavior that normally wouldn't do as they say, you get free. Okay. Well, in the spirit, you can go way beyond anything on the earth such as where alcohol could take you and you don't want to get drunk with alcohol you don't ever want to be under any influencing substance except for god <laughs> or you know his anointing and so forth you, you don't want to be under something where the enemy could uh, come in and affect you so with the lord th- there's no limits and people were getting drunk and uh, when that prophet finished ministering i stepped in and we just began to push it and it just began to open up and open up and you talking about having a good time with the lord uh i'm it was just uh it's just so much fun it's just flat out so much fun to serve the lord he'll make you so happy okay so you need to seek the lord when you seek the lord it starts pouring out the fountain of living water you start to drink and the Lord starts to heal. The Lord starts to bless. The Lord starts to lift you up. He, you have to understand you're his son. You're his daughter. He loves you so much. He wants to pour into you his life. And other expressions begin to flow where uh, you can experience the varied manifestations of the Holy Spirit. My dear friend, Dr. Wade Taylor, who's now in heaven full time, uh, he passed away a few years back. He told me about the time that he was in Bible college and the spirit of God began to move amongst all the students in the, the Bible college and much to their surprise, a fountain opened up there in the middle of the auditorium. And Wade told me that this fountain was so strong. Now you couldn't see it with your physical eyes, but you know, even with a little bit of spirituality, you could walk up to this and you'd be like, whoa, what is this thing? Because you know you come into like a, a realm of heaven that is manifesting very strongly. And of course, if you were a person of prayer, it's, just, it's an overwhelming manifestation. But he said, he said an, a real fountain opened up in the middle of the auditorium of new wine. And he said you could put your hands in it and you could take it and throw it like grape juice. You, you, the students were throw it on each other they would they would stick their hands in it and throw it on their face and it would make you laugh uncontrollably laugh and laugh and laugh after all what does the grape juice and wine in the bible represent it's a, in the old testament wine was a type shadow or figure of the ministry of the holy spirit and the Holy Spirit carries joy. See, the kingdom of the kingdom of God, righteousness, peace, and joy 
in the Holy Spirit. So the wine represents the joy of the Lord, which is your strength. Wade said you could just take that wine and you can throw it. You could just throw it on each other. And he said he and the students uh, would just laugh and roll on the floor and just, uh, you know, the, the, the teachers, they also started getting drunk in the spirit as they were receiving this new wine, this fountain of new wine. And, um, uh, Wade told me that they sent a couple of men down from the denominational headquarters, because when, when you begin to have supernatural manifestations, that word's going to get out. And of course, uh, you know, the, the Bible college is under the, the oversight of a, uh, larger minis- uh, uh, denomination. So they send two men down from headquarters to check out this so-called move of the spirit. And uh, uh, Wade said it was so funny. These two guys come in, you know, suit and tie, uh, religiously like bound up. Nobody, they they aren't smiling. They're just coming in to, you know, just already like condemn it and take back a negative report. And they they walk in all stiff and all, you know, um, having prejudged what's going on there. And they walk in and, uh, and all the students are drunk. And of course, at that time, Wade uh, Taylor, it was a young man, but Wade said, you know, they just kept throwing the wine on each other. And some of that, some of that new wine of the spirit started splashing <laughs> on those two men, on those two men. And Wade said they would laugh. He, he and the other students would laugh uncontrollably as the wine would hit those two men. And it just started breaking down, started breaking down all of that rigidity, all of that hard religiosity you know, all of that, you know, of uh, serve God, but serving God is no fun, you know, just started just whittling all of that away. And it, it was hilarious. They actually went back and gave a thumbs up report. So, you know, it's just, God has a lot for you. All of this though, comes out of seeking. All of this comes out of seeking and the way that God can come to you. See, as you draw near to him, he'll draw near to you. The way that he can draw near to come and come to you uh, can be manifested through many, many different encounters. So that's uh, the part of the joy that you get to experience. And uh, I'm sure you'll have some stories you would like to share with me as well, as I've had wonderful times where the Lord has drawn near. But I thank my, my friends at The Thing that we all are challenged to do is to continue this. Okay. And it's not so much how you start it's how you finish. You just want to keep going on, keep going on. So I am here today to encourage all of you to continue to draw near to the Lord. You know, when I go out and minister, a lot of times people, well, the majority of the times, uh, churches, conferences, they want to hear about the encounters I've had with the Lord, with angels, uh, you know, Pastor Stephen, what does Jesus actually look like? You've seen him face to face and uh, uh, tell us about the angels. Tell us about the spirit realm. You've been taken to heaven. What did you see in heaven? And so I love sharing uh, about those things because I found out that my experiences, my encounters, often they, the, there are special things that are just for me, but oftentimes God is also doing things uh, where he's allowing me to have experiences that are beyond me. They're for the body of Christ. And so I have, I have a mandate to record them, to write them, to share them from, uh, the platform of the printed page and, uh, uh, multimedia and so forth. So, uh, I'm loving it. I'm, I'm looking for more. I found out that when I'm, when I'm faithful to record journal and write the, 
the experiences I've had supernaturally with the Lord, then he gives me more. He gives me more praise God. So I'm looking forward to more. And I think that with each day we need to be looking for the Lord. How is he coming today? Glory to God. Draw near to him. He will draw near. And you're thinking, I wonder how he's going to do it. I've had the law. I've had the Lord draw near before in meals, in food where he would supernaturally do, do things to the food. Oh my goodness. My goodness. I could go on and on just drawing near in the most unusual places. And you, and and you're thinking he can't be manifesting in the restaurant. (laughs) And the next thing you know, everybody's, everybody's just like totally in the spirit at the table. And it, and God's moving in such a strong way that, uh, it's hilarious. I've seen him do it with food. I've seen him do it with drink. I, I one time went to eat a bite of key lime pie. And when I put the bite of key lime, I, by the way, I love key lime pie. If they're, uh, particularly if they're real key limes from Florida, not the fake stuff. I put a bite one time of key lime pie in my mouth and, and instantly had a heavenly experience. Woo. And you never know. You never know what God is going to do. It, it was phenomenal. And I couldn't, I couldn't figure out what had happened. And the Lord told me just a few days later, he said, when you ate that, that uh, slice of key lime pie, he said, you were re- receiving the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Glory to God. Would you believe my wife was reading a magazine just like a day or two after that? And she found a picture in a major magazine of a piece of key lime pie, a slice that had wings on it that was flying out of heaven. (laughs) Oh, hallelujah. I've had the Lord uh, supernaturally touch pizza. I had the Lord one time supernaturally put his anointing on a double cheeseburger that I ate at McDonald's and it, it caught me up into the glory. I had to pull the car over glory to God. I look, I'm saying when he wants to draw near, wow, uh, there's a lot of ways he can do this. Praise the Lord. Don't limit the Lord. Open your heart to the Lord and say, Lord, come on in, come on in glory glory. Some of the things I've said, maybe stretch a little of you, but I'll be honest. Some of you need to be stretched. You have been bound with what maybe I should call old school religion, which is good in the sense that it led you to Christ and the Lord is your savior. But you know what? You're supposed to have a lot of fun on this journey. All of your fun is not supposed to start when you get to heaven. You're supposed to be having a wonderful time now, even visiting even visiting heaven at this time. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Some of you need to know where you're going before you ever get there. Mm. Praise God. In my, in my briefcase I've, uh, that I always care with me, I've got a global map. I have a map of the entire, I've got another, another map of the Middle East. And I, uh, the, the other side of that one Middle East map also has the entire nation of Israel. I'm always thinking about places that I'm going to go to. And I've already got maps. Why? Because I want to know what's, what's it like before I even get there. There might be some towns I want to visit. I want to know things. My friends, I'm telling you, uh, heaven, heaven can be accessed now by faith through the spirit. These, these experiences all come out of time spent in the presence of the Lord. Stay with the Lord until you're in that presence. And when you're in that presence, just drink, 
drink, drink, drink until you are just, you're overflowing with, with the, with the fullness of God. Hallelujah. And make that, make that a lifestyle. Hallelujah. Please lift your hands for impartation. Father, I thank you. Somebody else is going to have the key lime pie experience. Please email me uh, when you do. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You know, the Lord took me to heaven one time and allowed me to eat pizza in heaven. The table was gold. The chairs were gold. Now, I'm not just talking plain dull gold. I'm talking highly ornamental carvings and uh, engravings and beauty beyond anything that could be done on the earth. And he allowed me to eat pizza. Another impartation. Somebody's going to have the key lime pie touch from God. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Lift your hands, Father, I thank you that as your people draw near to you, you're going to draw near to them. It may be on the airplane, may be on the train or the bus. It could be in their car. Thank you, Father God. Hallelujah. If they need to pull their car over to the side of the road, I thank you that they can do that to maintain your presence and to receive whatever you would be downloading to them. Father, we thank you. We thank you. We receive your drawing near. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's take communion together. Please grab some unleavened bread and some grape juice. Hallelujah. You know, in order to maintain the presence, you have to you have to practice it constantly. There are times when I'm in the presence of God. Now I don't want anything to tear it up. I have to leave my quiet place. I have to go about my day and conduct, conduct my activities. But if I'm driving somewhere and I'm, I'm maintaining that presence and there's a speed demon behind me, who's wanting to go a hundred and I'm just wanting to go 55. You know what? I just pull over to the side and let them go. I'm not going to try to fight certain things. Why? I'm not, I've, I'm trying to maintain the presence and there are things out there that'll try to tear it up and rip it up. Uh, there's people out there. They don't even know what the presence is even, even quite a few Christians. So you want to guard that presence in your life, stay in the presence of the Lord and you'll always be happy. Praise God. Father, we thank you for this bread and this juice. We consecrate it. We bless it. This is now the flesh and the blood of Jesus Christ, our savior. Praise the Lord. Father, we thank you for the body of Christ. Hallelujah. We thank you for all of your promises. We thank you for our inheritance of being able to access the, your throne room of grace. And we, we just choose to go there. We just choose to do it. We thank you, Father God, for supplying every need in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's receive his body. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Mm -mm. Praise the Lord. Father, we thank you for the blood of Jesus. We thank you for the new covenant. Praise you, O God. Thank you, Father, that you, you, you told us to come boldly before you there in the throne room to receive grace and mercy as we need it. So, Father, we thank you. We choose to be regular throne room visitors. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father God. Mm -mm. In Jesus name. 
In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God. There'll come a time when we go to be with the Lord in heaven. There's going to be places in heaven that I've already been to. I've already seen them. Oh, I'm going to want to see them again because they're, they're amazing. There's already been places I've been to. And may that be things that you step into as well. Praise God, where God shows you things, you, you see it. Maybe even he, he takes you there in the spirit. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Father, we thank you. Thank you for the blood of Jesus. Let's receive now. Praise the Lord. Pastor Stephen, I'd like to have these experiences. Yield. Yield. I, I could miss these encounters. I could put a, uh, like a, a lid on it, but I don't. When I, when I start to sense that lift, I just yield and up, up I go. Praise the Lord. That's all you have to do is yield. Just say, Lord, here I am. Glory to God. You'd be amazed at what the Lord's going to show you. It's going to make you happy. Praise God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. You know what? I want to say thank you also to all of those who've been sending in uh, their Pentecostal fire seeds. It's made God really happy praise God. It's, it's blessed my heart. It's made me happy to see your, your response of how much you love the Lord and how much you love my wife and I and this ministry and the work that God has called us to do. You are a direct part of it. Glory to God. We share in the rewards together. I'm so happy. I'm so happy because of your sacrificial giving and the Lord most importantly is happy and well pleased. Oh, he's going to be talking quite a few of you. Praise the Lord. So be blessed. Seek the Lord. Draw near to the Lord, and He will draw near to you. Thanks for watching. I'll see you back next time. Bye-bye. For more information about the ministry of Apostle Stephen Brooks, visit our website at stephenbrooks.org.